Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the White Vans, except no White Vans as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today it's just me, myself, and I, but we're talking through something that I do every every year around this time. We're talking about an episode that has something to do with Valentine's Day, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently this year. Um, this time... What uh, this time the episode that we're going to do, I'm calling it. I call him Mini Me. Um, so what we're going to do is basically talk about a pairing of males and females um, who are, would be a parent, and then the abilities that you would inherit um, from both of those parents. So basically, kind of making like a super baby. Um, so. We're just going to talk about it, like I said, a little bit differently, just because um, normally I always talk about my favorite relationships in anime, which is always good. But this time I decided to take, like I said, a different approach and talk about something different. Um, so, but before I get into that, as always, thank you again, each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show. Without you all, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk the number one and two. More more active on Twitter as always. Um, but there you will find any updates and news in regards to uh, giveaways and upcoming episodes. Um, I have a really awesome episode that's going to drop for you all next week. Um, I have my boy Eric from the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. He's going to come in and we're talking about some really cool stuff. So you definitely want to make sure that you follow his show, um, that you listen to that episode once it comes up. Um, and like I said, we got some more collaboration set up for the season. So I can't wait for that. Um, and obviously the upcoming the uh, the giveaway is always if you want a sticker let me know reach out to me on one of those social media platforms and I have no problem shipping it domestically um, international still trying to figure that part out I still haven't sent one internationally though so if you're international you want one go ahead and be my first be my first one that I have to send a, a sticker internationally um but uh, let me know when you follow, if you like or dislike an episode, because I love interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead. So you have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. So in this uh, episode, like I said, we're talking about um, an episode called I Call Him Mini Me. Um, again, you're we're basically picking parents or so a mother and a father um, in this situation just for the sake of this episode. I'm not one of those type of people. I'm not sexist. I'm not saying that things can't happen. I'm not saying a woman and a woman can't be together or a man and a man. I'm not saying anything like that just for the sake of this specific episode. I'm just narrowing down a list of males and females that, um, like I said, that um, all, you know, that would be able to come together and you would essentially inherit, the child would inherit the abilities um, of the parents. So, I'm going to kind of give a brief rundown of the 
I'm going to give a brief rundown of the characters who actually pop up on this list. Um, I have essentially five women and five uh, men that are going to kind of walk into this. So we'll have a total of 10 characters. I'll give you a brief rundown of who they are. Um, and then we'll, I, I have like a couple of different options at the end that I'll kind of talk about. Um, like some fun ones that I kind of played around with and what my favorite one would actually be. So let's go ahead and get into it. So let's go ahead and start off with the uh, let's go ahead and start off actually with the women first ladies first, of course, for Valentine's Day. So the first woman, um, the first parent, I guess you could say that you could potentially see from a female side would be Android 18. And yes, I know that the name is kind of deceiving because you'd be like, well, Android, how can an Android have a baby? Well, if you follow the show Dragon Ball Z, um, which is where she comes from, um, she actually is, she actually can have, um, she can have children. So that's partly why she's actually, or main reason, obviously why she's on this list. So let's go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about, uh, her and, I know I normally try to do my sources at the very beginning. I forgot this time, but um, shout out to fandom and uh, my anime list and uh, all my different sites that I always use those two in particular, but shout out to fandom. A lot of the stuff that I have today is off of fandom. So shout out to, uh, again, shout out to fandom. Um, but so let's go ahead and get into it. So obviously with her, we know her personality is a little bit more snarky. She's a little bit more, um, I don't know. She's pretty cool. Like she's, uh, she, when she was like on the bad side, when we were in like the, the cell saga and she was on the other side with her and 17, which I was thoroughly convinced that they were together, but I guess that they weren't their brother and sister. But when she was in that arc, she was super duper strong and super duper snarky. Um, but once, uh, everything kind of happened and she came back, um, they ended up, um, she ends up getting with Krillin and now she's essentially a good girl. And she now has a, she has a, a baby name. I think it's Marin or Marone or however you, uh, however you say, uh, however you say that one. So, um, we're going to specifically talk about abilities in this situation because that's what we want to know about is abilities. So, when it comes to abilities, she's got a lot. She's got some very interesting ones, especially because, like I said, in Dragon Ball Z, everybody has crazy abilities, I feel like. But let's go ahead and get into some of hers. So um, she has the, the power of flight, the ability to fly without the use of key. Uh, she's got energy attacks the most basic form of energy wave uh, used by Android. She's got key sense. Um, she's got destructo disc, which is something that she learned from. Um, she learned from, I would assume that she learned it from, um, from Krillin, which is, you know, at this point, her husband. Um, so I'm assuming that she kind of, excuse me, <clears throat> learned it from him. Um, it's a powerful razor disc of key, um, capable of slicing through nearly any opponent. She's got a dual destructo disc, a double destructo disc, and she's got a super destructo disc, all different versions of it. She's got an explosive wave, uh, that basically shoots a key blast, uh, from, from all over its body in order to repel the opponents around it. A finger beam um, holds out an index finger and releases an energy beam from the fingertips. High pressure energy wave, energy cannon, uh, infinity bullets, 
Uh, she's got a lot of different stuff like Infinity Missile, Infinity Cannon, Quick Blast, Power Blitz, Sadistic 18. So that's how it has to be. These are all different moves and stuff like that from the game and just stuff that she uses. Um, but essentially, you get the idea, right? She's a really good fighter. Um, she is, she's capable hand in hand. She's capable with key blast, uh, with energy blast. And like I said, I mean, just the simple fact that you essentially, uh, and I mean, she's kind of, she's human now. So I don't even think they call her Android 18. I think they just call her 18, which why didn't we just give her a different name? Like if she was born again, why didn't we give her a different name? I don't, I don't really understand it. Or maybe they did. I can't remember in, in Super if she had a different name. But anyway, so that's 18. That's kind of what she brings to the table. Hand-to-hand skill, hand-to-hand combat, um, fighter, energy beams, and everything like that. Um, so that's where we are as far as her. So let's go ahead and jump into the second lady on this list. It's you love her, you know her, Retsu Unahana um, from uh, the show Bleach. So... Her ability, um, we just saw this, which if, if this is kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen Thousand Year Blood War, but um, it's kind of important. Like you should definitely go watch it unless you're one of those people that's waiting to see season two when it comes out of Thousand Year Blood War. I think it comes out this summer. Um, if you're waiting, then you may want to fast forward through this part. But if you're not and you're current on it, then you know um, a little bit about her ability. So uh, I think it's Minazaki, Minazuki, uh, but it's... Uh, it's slightly longer than an ordinary katana and resembles um, a different, like an oval shaped. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe. It's just I don't I don't really know how to describe it. But essentially, it's it looks almost like a. Um, I don't know. It looks like a dripping blade almost, um, and it's it's really cool, uh, really cool like that. Um, but the shikai form of it, well, I guess. The regular one, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. So the regular one is just a little bit longer of a katana. When she gets into her Shikai form, it's release command and the process of um, of its tra- of its transformation is unknown. In the Shikai form, Minazuki uh, becomes a giant green eye, green one-eyed manta ray-like creature that can be used for teleportation with the ability to fly and sprout a pair of legs to land upon. When Unahana decides to seal it, Minazaki melts into a slurry of flesh that enters her scabbard before returning to its sealed state. Um, We see this a lot of times in the show because um, inside of that, which I'm about to get into it right now, um, it, she usually uses this for teleportation and she or uh, in transform not teleportation, but uh, for transportation, and she also uses it for its special ability, which is the ability to heal. When wounded individuals are placed within its mouth, they are swallowed and stored inside its stomach. The stomach acids are strong healing medicines and ointments, which gather. Uh, which gradually soak over the wounded, curing their injuries. It can carry at least six people within its stomach. At Unahana's command, it will regurgitate the people out of its mouth onto the ground. So, super strong. She's a. She, in case you were wondering, she's actually the captain of the medical corps. So it makes sense why her Zanpakuto is like this. Still, I know I'm going off on a quick tangent, but it still doesn't make sense to me why Soyphone's Bankai is this huge missile, considering the fact she's the stealth force. Um, captain but everybody else for the most part 
their Zanpakuto's somewhat or their Bankai somewhat fit their personality. So I, I that's the one I kind of don't get unless they're trying to say that she's got like this big, she's like a big dog, big bark with very little bite because she can only shoot that thing like once. But anyway, I digress. So her Bankai form, um, when initiating the release, Unohana cuts her hand along the edge of her blade. The blade of Unohana's uh, Zanpak toe liquefies into a thick, vicious, blood-like substance. At the same, uh, at the same time, the blood-like substance also appears around Unohana and her opponent. Once the majority of the liquid flows off of the Zanpak toe, the remainder solidifies into a hardened, shortened katana. It is strong and sturdy enough to clash against against Zaraki's blade. So she did fight Kenpachi Zaraki um, and it was strong enough to keep up with that. Her Bankai special ability is the blood-like substance uh, unleashed can be manipulated for potent offense and defense maneuvers. The slashes from the main blade can form large, sharp blades from blood-like substance to quickly attack her enemies from long distance. Um, she can also create smaller blades by performing rapid slashes in all directions, creating a loose sphere that protects her from attacks. Additionally, can, she can use uh, Minazaki to rapidly heal any injury she sustains without using Kai, uh, Kido. So, again, a long story short, she has an amazing blade. Um, in this situation, the ability that you could get from her, whereas from... Um, Android 18, you would get like key blast, hand to hand combat, and stuff like that. The the key scent, like uh, uh, like your Kai sense and stuff, or key sense and stuff like that. I said it right the first time, but um, all that good stuff. An energy blast from her, you're going to get more of a Zanpak toe that heals, um, a Zanpak toe that eventually turns into like this weird blood like substance that kind of that you can use to attack and defend as well. So, as long as I mean, as well as I mean, she's obviously a, a captain, so she knows keto, um, she's skilled in she's skilled in combat. I mean, all the captains pretty much are, so you get that type stuff too from her, but specifically, you're going to get a Bankai. So the next one that we're going to talk about, the next lady on this list we're going to talk about is Nico Robin from the show One Piece. Um, Robin ate the Hana Hana no Mai, um, a paramecia type uh, devil fruit that allows her to sprout duplicates of any of her body parts from any substance within range. She can sprout her duplicate body parts from her own body, inanimate surfaces, and even from other people's bodies. She can even sprout duplicate body parts on top of other duplicated body parts. She maintains full control of her duplicated limbs and can perceive sights and sounds remotely through uh, duplicate eyes and ears. The number of duplicates she can create appears to be unlimited so long as they are within range. Usually when she uses her power, she crosses her arms and makes an X shape across her chest, though it is shown that she does not necessarily need to do this to use her abilities. So in this show, we know that we've t I've talked about this before. I know a couple of seasons ago, I believe, or maybe last season, but I talked about um, the some of my favorite devil fruits. Um, so I suggest that you go kind of listen to that one if you're curious as to what a paramecia style or type uh, devil fruit is. But um, I suggest you go listen to that episode. But for this one in particular, her ability is really, really cool. Um, she'll say like Minos Fluors or I think that's what she says. Um, but essentially... Um, she can use these, she can cross her arms or she doesn't have to cross them, but she can make like multiple hands. She uses it a lot of times where she'll do like clutch, which she'll do that. And then the, the arms will pop off or pop 
up behind the back of an opponent that she's fighting and then it'll like choke them out or whatever like quote unquote snap their back or whatever knock them out and stuff where she'll use that um she's got a couple of different abilities if you're current on the show then you know like now we've seen that she has a totally different form which is really cool i'm I'm excited to see that she has that now um and to see the arc that she's on um but she we've seen her use the stomp where she can make big old legs and the legs like you know trample her enemies she uses slap which is it creates she uses she uses all these arms that form into one big arm and then she'll like back slap or front slap somebody like i don't even know how i would feel by getting slapped like that because it's a disrespectful slap when she says slap and stomp um so she even we've even seen her use like some arms and sprout them out of her back and then make them into almost like wings. So she can do a lot of stuff with these body parts. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Keep that to yourself. OK, um, but um, but yeah, so she can essentially um, like I said, she can pretty much uh, duplicate any of her body parts um, anywhere. So what's your the ability that you're getting out of her is, like I said, this this um, this paramecia type devil fruit that allows you to spout duplicates or sprout duplicates of any of her body parts from any substance within range so um that's actually a pretty good ability i feel like when you actually sit down and you think about it so let's go ahead and move on to the next one so the next one we have uh kaguya um from naruto so she's on this one obviously she is considered a god so i mean it's kind of op that she's already on this list but she is on this list um she's eating the the forbidden fruit uh essentially she is pretty much the i would say she's pretty much like a god or goddess i mean in this whole show um we know that she possesses more chakra than both the ten tails and his jinchuriki combined um not even madara uchiha originally like she's she's super strong um she is like the mother i guess you could say of um ninjutsu and stuff like that or jujutsu um jutsu why am i saying jujutsu jutsu uh she's got the bakugan or the bakugan which if you know the show uh naruto then you obviously know what the bakugan is it's probably one of my favorite visual um visual jutsus i don't think that i've done an episode future episode in mind as i'm talking over this episode maybe i'll do something about the jutsu like the eyes um the different eye styles or different eye types in naruto um but the the bakugan is definitely one of my favorite ones um where it allows her to have um it basically grants her near 360 percent or 360 degree rather vision um and she doesn't seem to have the same weaknesses of the small blind spot if you remember the show if you've watched the show uh if you remember when neji uh was using the byakugan um he had he always talked about there was like a quarter shaped size on the back of his neck that that it was weak against she doesn't have that same um that same weakness she's got the rene sharingan um which is the most powerful form of the renegon and the sharingan combined together in her third eye which is our, which is on her forehead um it has the ability to grant her the sharingan and renegon's power such as seeing the flow of chakra casting and easily recognizing the use of visual juices of any level or any type heightened powers of perception as well as the ability to copy techniques like it's super op when you think about it like that um she also has the i'm not even going to try to 
I'm not even going to butcher this one. Um, but she, um, from the clan that she's in, the Kaguya clan, she's got the Kekigenkai, uh, that is the ability to manipulate and by, uh, extension, weaponize her own bone structures, enabling her to have a vast array of battle options without the need to actually carry, of uh, her own options or her own weapons on her body. So that's pretty dope. She's got the tailed beast transformation where she can essentially trans, uh, physically she can become she's since she is a part of the physical um incantation or incarnation of the ten tails she can assume that form as well she's got the true seeking ball that helps her um basically it's a huge um i don't know it's a ball that's like a nature transformation ball that um is molded by with her own like her own intent on it um she's just super strong like it, it, it's it's ridiculous like all these different abilities like i said from the show she's pretty much a goddess or a god uh in this show she's got all these different abilities to me like i said just the visual jutsus as far as just the bakugan and the renegon um and obviously that that ability to weaponize her own bone structure makes her super strong and she's got a tail beast transformation so that's what you would get out of her so shout out to kaguya um and you've got the, uh, I think her name is, it's not Kaguya. I just can't pronounce the last name. O-T-S-U-T-S-U-K-I. If you can pronounce it, you got it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the last lady because I want to get into my picks. So we're going to get into the last one. And that is Miss Marlin. Merlin is hailing from the show Seven Deadly Sins. Again, if you haven't watched, I suggest you watch it. If you get to the end and you didn't necessarily like it, I completely understand. A lot of people have told me that before. Um, but, um, Merlin is, uh, she's got infinity and ability that allows her to stop the time of her spells, uh, causing them to last for eternity. The ability is so powerful that many label it cheating. Um, she's got absolute cancel by placing her hands over a spell. Merlin is able to completely erase it from existence. However, if the particular sort of magic is being sufficiently supplied, it may be difficult to erase completely instead of being temporarily suspended magic cancel and ability to cancel any magic that has been cast on an individual location allows her to locate any item or person power amplify allows her to amplify the magic of her allies uh making them stronger perfect cube which is this is probably one of my favorite ones but the perfect cube is a spell that denies entry to anyone but the caster originating from the demon world the spell surrounds a specific area and reflects all attacks whether strong or weak back at the opponent um She's got aqua dress, which is a water dress. Uh, it's clothing made of water by by refracting the light in the water. She's able to hide and uh, hide the most important parts, clearly, quote unquote. She's got wave dragon. Um, she can call many dragons made out of water. Firestorm, obviously powerful uh blast of fire uh she's got a lot of different stuff like i said double impact icicle castle fake ball basically she is a magician's a magician through and through um super like i said super strong um she has a little floating spear alden um which is a sacred treasure that she has that looks like a, like i said a little floating spear she's got a lot of different like i said abilities she's super strong she's a magician so what you're going to be particularly getting out of her in this show um and if you were the child of, of this one you would essentially get all of these 
OP magic spells, uh, essentially that that you would gain from her because at this point you're able to do like i said absolute cancel and magic council are amazing perfect cube is dope location is awesome you can locate anything like what yes like give me all of that because how many times have you been looking for something you can't find it and then you know i remember growing up I, my mom would always do that like oh if i find it then you know but no you can use this you don't even need moms i think moms in some way safer in a form have location the they have this skill as well called location where they can find something even though you can't like it was right there in front of you so um, but yeah, so essentially what you're getting out of her is that you would have a super OP uh, tolerance to magic as well as, like I said, location, absolute cancel and things like that. So what I'm going to do is we're still going through this list, but what I'm going to do is take a quick break um, and then we'll be right back to introduce the males. And like I said, we'll get into some of the ones that I found fun and what my favorite one is. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. So, in this episode, we were talking a couple of uh, a couple of different characters that, um, uh, with an episode we're dubbing, I call I call him or her mini me. Basically, you're putting uh, one male, one female together, and the child would inherit the abilities of both of their parents. So, we already started talking through the women on this list. Um, so, we already talked about. Uh, Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z, Unahara from um or Uahara from Bleach, Nico Robin uh from One Piece, the Kaguya uh from uh, Naruto, Merlin from Seven Deadly Sins. So we already started talking about that. So let's go ahead and get into the males. So first and foremost, we have Benimaru Shimon from um Shinmon. I don't know why I keep saying every time I say it, it's like Shimon, but um from uh from Fire Force. So basically he is a second and third uh generation pyrotechnic or pyrokinetic excuse me. Um allowing him to ignite his own flames willingly and also control flames from external sources. Um his power and size are tremendous. Um he's got crazy extreme precision and fluid control over said flames um he because he possesses both second and third generation abilities he is an expert in all types of combat as his abilities allow him to create either destructive long-range projectiles or redirect external heat uh sources and gunfire apply or amplify rather his martial arts and nullify and redirect almost any pyrokinetic attacks. Um, this coupled with his incredible skills make Benimaru one of, if not the most powerful character in all of Fire Force, which is crazy because again, from this specific show, he's not even the main character. He's one of the characters that they talk about a lot, but he's not even the main character. So it's crazy to see that this makes him all these techniques essentially make him one of the strongest characters if not the strongest character from the whole show um obviously in this situation we've already know that he's a master hand-to-hand combatant i've talked about him on an episode before um but he's a master hand-to-hand combatant immense speed immense strength 
immense durability and poison resistance. He's got a lot of different abilities that he can use. Um, and essentially what you would be gaining from him is first of all, you got to take those eyes. Like it's really cool. Cause he has like a circle and an X in his eyes. So he's got like a circle on his, uh, on his right side and he's got an X on his left side. So you got to take those eyes. That's first and foremost. Um, but like I said, you're also getting an ability to be able to create and manipulate your flames. Um, and like I said, he's got a lot of different, uh, a lot of other different things as far as, like I said, the speed, the stamina, hand-to-hand combat, um, his durability and poison control. So he's got all of that. Um, so let's go ahead and move in to the next one. So the next male on this list is actually going to be Jin Mori. I was very hesitant to put him on this list because he's one of the younger characters on this one. But I mean, you know, you never know. Um, but he uh, essentially is from well, he's from the show God of High School. Um, he uses renewal taekwondo or re-taekwondo which is a martial art created and taught to him by his grandfather the most powerful human being as a martial artist all his attacks emphasize speed and power he only uses his legs when an opponent is deemed worthy otherwise he'll use a combo of punches to defeat his opponents Um, in the beginning his level is usually a six but it raises to 13 when he fights seriously using his legs think very much like a kim Pachi Zaraki um, when you're thinking about this episode because essentially um, he's the same way like he enjoys fighting but he'll he'll only take it serious to a certain degree if you're super strong and when he does take it uh, take it to that level then he'll actually start using those kicks otherwise he just uses just the uh, he'll just use just some regular punches but the big thing with him is that he's got a He's got a lot of different abilities because he's got like the the monkey king form that he can transform into. He's got crazy hand-to-hand combat skills. Um, Not only does he have crazy hand-to-hand combat skills, he's also got um, a lot of different... I don't know why it's not pulling it up right now. Sorry, my notes are acting weird. Um, But he's got... I don't know. A lot of different, like I said, a lot of different abilities, hand to hand combat. He's got the monkey, uh, the monkey ability that he has where he can turn into the monkey king. Um, he also has immense and intense um, hand to hand combat skills. He's got the ability to um, like immense speed. He's got immense endurance. He's got immense strength. Um, he could obviously, you know what I'm saying, take anybody and everybody now in that situation. In the show itself, he's got um he's got some really cool like when he turns into the monkey king, he actually has he actually has like a little crown and stuff like that that he wears. So like I said, he's a pretty strong character. Um and I really like him just because like I said, the the fighting style. I've always loved like that Eddie Gordo kind of kicking style. So I'm always down for that. So when it comes to the, um, let me see, when it comes to the Renewal Taekwondo, um, it's actually loosely based off of a South Korean style um, type of Kwondo. It's used by Jin Mori, Jin Taijin, and Jin Mori's clone in the series. Uh, but basically, it's it emphasizes in strong linear kicks. Um, so again, super cool. I'm thinking like Eddie Gordo, 
after that, um, besides Jin Mori, we talk. We have uh, Jotaro Kujo, which his ability. He's uh, he's from the show JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. One of the strongest stands in the series. Star Platinum possesses superhuman senses, strength, stamina, accuracy, and speed. Like other physically powerful or close range stands, Star Platinum suffers from a narrow range of activity. Active only within a two to three meter radius from Jotaro. Um, it is similar to Dio's The World, and it uh, turns out can likewise be used to stop time, an ability revealed at the very end of his fight with Dio. Um, the terror card, the star after which it is named, symbolizes hope above all. His uh, form, his final form, Star Platinum, the world, uh, you actually get to see that at the end of Stone Ocean. If you haven't seen Stone Ocean, I suggest you go watch it. But um, this allows him to essentially stop time as long as five seconds. It is stated that it can freeze time for longer, but five seconds is the limit for human endurance under stopped time. So like I said, He's able to stop Tom, so that's what you would get from him. You would be able to stop Tom. You'd have a powerful stand. Like I said, the immense speed, the immense stamina, the immense durability, um, all that good stuff comes along with it. It's kind of a baseline for this, but you would at least inherit his specific stand from this one. Um, the next one, Lord Tengen Uzai, you get the sound breathing. He's from Demon Slayer. Um, basically, it's a ability that he created himself. It seemingly combines his heightened sense of hearing and his musical score technique, his shinobi expertise, as well as his dual cleavers and his anti-demon bombs. Um, he's got couple of different techniques that he uses first form which is roar where he basically picks up his swords over his head and slams them down with great force while simultaneously creating an explosion with his bombs to do a massive physical damage um, causing a loud sound resembling thunder as a result He's got the fourth form, which is resounding slashes, where essentially he holds the swords apart and spins them rapidly in conjunction with releasing his bombs, creating massive explosions while defeating uh, while defending themselves from attacks. Um, he's got the fifth form. The user holds one of his swords with the reverse grip and spins the other using the chain that connects them. That couple this that they couple this by also releasing numerous bombs to detonate causing great explosions that deal massive physical damage so again he's able to use these two swords which i always love a good dual wielder in any type of um in any type of i said dual wielder but dual wielder in any type of anime so that coupled with the fact that uh he's got these bombs and he's a ninja you gotta love that that's why he's one of my favorite characters um so essentially, if you were his child, you would get the flashy style. So you'd have that bandana, which I mean, not the bandana, but you'd have like the little headpiece that he wears. Um, and you, I'm assuming that you'd have, you know, a little bit of his style, a little bit of his swagger um, from him. But you would also get his uh, his sound breathing techniques. The last one on this list is actually Illumi um, Zoldic. So he is a manipulator, which um, is the 
it, which is like the Ren or his Nen in the show itself. Um, and it can be felt like he has a very incredibly sinister Ren because it can be felt from several hundred meters. His aura is so powerful that if injected into a normal person, it will cripple them for life. His Nen abilities allow him to change his physical appearance, control the dead and the living alike with overpowering mind um and body control and influence others with subtler types of manipulation a range of applications that suggest a great mastery over this nan category so he's from hunter x hunter i don't think i said that but he's from hunter x hunter and essentially in this one you have different energy that you uh that you essentially have and specifically for his he's able to manipulate meaning that he can control things that are living change his physical appearance things that are dead overpower your mind and body control all that good stuff so essentially if he was to have a child in this situation you would uh inherit all of his manipulate his uh manipulation powers um and also like i said the the you know the the kind of body control or changing your physical appearance piece is pretty cool too with the little pins that he uses um so that essentially is all of the males and the females from this list. Um, I know that, like I said, that gets kind of lengthy. And I know that it's kind of like one of those things of like, man, you took all this time to kind of describe both of the characters, you know, all of these characters. But I find that it's really important to be able to express or explain to people where the characters come from. Because if you don't watch anime, then you would you may have never, never heard of any of these characters. So I want to kind of give a little bit of a backstory first into them. But now we're at the fun part where I actually get to sit down and I get to tell you all about some of my favorite ones and some of the ones that I thought were really fun to create the combinations. So for me, the first one that I wanted to go with was Lord uh, Uzai and Merlin. I thought that that would be really cool. A dual-wielding magician always sounds amazing. Um, think about it. You'll have the dual-wielding uh, chains like dagger swords, I guess you could say, with the sound breathing while also being able to use something like the... Um, like some magic cancellation or the perfect cube and stuff like that from Merlin. So you would essentially be able to attack long distance with, with magic, then pull yourself towards the opponent and actually use those swords. I thought that'd be a pretty cool combination. Um, plus you'd have really some, some really good genes like some really good, um, you'd have like some swagger about you. Merlin is no slouch when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Her style of how she dresses. And I'm pretty sure that she would definitely fit in to the, the, the open relationship well not open relationship but the the polyamorous relationship that uh lord tingan already has i'm pretty sure she would fit right into that one so that i thought was a very interesting combination the second one was jotaro and kaguya um this one is just for the simple fact of how op it is like you pretty much have a god slash goddess um and you have the ability to stop the world and also being able to use um the world and actually stopping time for five seconds and also coupling that with the fact that you have the the renegon you have the biakugan you have the sharingan you have all of these different visual techniques that go along with this the visual and the jutsus that go along with those the tail beast transformation you're going to have the swag again of Jotaro with the power of kaguya you probably have to deal with the third eye which i mean but that's that's kind of a price that you have to pay for power you know what i mean you got to get a third eye so that'd be kind of interesting um the the 
the next one though is one that I really bounce back and forth with from actually being my top and my favorite one. Um, not that I'm ranking them, but this one was very close to going to be my favorite, but I decided to keep this one on just more of a fun uh, list. But Jen Mori and Nico Robin, I thought that this one would be a really OP combination because you'd have the you'd have the Monkey King ability while also being able to be a great Taijutsu user or like just being able to fight well with your hands and your feet um, with the Requando style or Re Taekwondo style. But when you couple that with the fact of Nico or the ability of Nico Robin, who essentially can um, who can essentially like duplicate multiple parts of her body you would essentially be able to create multiple arms multiple legs you would be able to you know what i'm saying like make yourself super op because you would like knock somebody out with like six legs or six arms or however many things that you needed how many body parts you needed to actually take somebody down so i thought that that would be a really cool combination um so i thought that that would be right up there with my favorite but it wasn't my favorite my favorite one actually though is retsu uh or uahara and uh binimaru so the reason why i went with this one was because i thought it was really cool of the ability the fact that you have fire being able to defend or attack and you have those blood shards um being able to do the same so in my mind, I'm thinking if you want to attack with fire, you can defend with blood, that blood-like substance, um, while also being able to heal because that's one of the abilities that she has, that the mom would have. So you have the ability to heal while also being able to be um, uh, offensive and be able to attack with flames. So I think that that, to me, is probably one of my favorite combinations. Plus, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking a sun wheel behind you with the flames from your dad while also having like a blade in your hand and being able to actually throw that that blood like substance out and make slashes and stuff like that thinking that's a pretty cool combination so that's just me those are those are kind of like i said some fun ones and one of my favorite ones that um that i wanted to go through um like i said this is just my list um if you suggest or like if you have other you know combinations that you like let me know reach out to me on my social media handle um let me know why you don't like my list let me know if you do like my list let me know if you kind of came up with uh with some different combinations or you think that somebody pairs better with somebody else I, i'd love to hear about it but like i said that was just me that was just uh the episode like i said i just want to talk through talk through valentine's day quote unquote a little bit different um with an episode titled i call him or her mini me um where we picked a mother and a father and, and basically figured out some abilities that you could potentially inherit um we went through android 18 from dragon ball z we went through benimaru from fire force unahara uahara from um bleach Robin from One Piece, Jen from God of High School, uh, Kaguya from Naruto, Merlin from Seven Daily Sins, Alumi from Hunter x Hunter, and um, or Hunter Hunter, and Jotaro from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, coupled followed up by my homeboy Lord Tengen Yuzai. Um, 
And like I said, I ended up telling you some fun ones for me. It was Laura Tingen and uh, Merlin, Jotaro and Kaguya, Jan and Nico Robin. But my favorite one was definitely Retsu and Benamaru. Thank you, uh, everyone, for sticking around and supporting the show. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm more active on Twitter. But you can find me at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the number one and two. Um, like I said, let me know what you think about the list. Let me know... Um, if you have some other weird suggestions and why you think that they'd be awesome to go together, I'd love to hear. Um, like I said, I appreciate you guys sticking around. I know this episode was fairly long, but um, it's always cool to kind of give some backstory and some information behind why I put some of those characters up on here and kind of, uh, cause some people don't watch all these shows. So it's important that they know who some of these characters are. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, I'm going to go, go, uh, I don't know, go find something else to do. Maybe watch a little anime tonight or whatever. After watching the, uh, the Eagles end up losing and coming up short to the, uh, to the chiefs. For those of you who know, I'm a Bengals fan. So, um, I, you know, I'm mad cause you know, we got cheated out the last round, but, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go watch some anime as I wait for the off season for football. But, um, Anyway, continue to be, I guess I got to say, good, good, you know, good job to the Chiefs for winning, right? Um, but anyway, <laughs> continue to be a, a light in a world full of darkness. Um, continue to be the best version of the stuff that you can be. Um, have a happy and safe Valentine's Day. Um, love, on your, uh, love on your significant other. And um, until next week, this is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Peace. <laughs>
Thank you.